Welcome to the Life Turkey Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Life Junkies podcast. I'm joined by Chris. Well, sort of joined by Chris. Um, we will both be on this recording, but we will both be recording separately as before. However, there is a difference this time. Whereas Chris has edited on his own, was recorded on its own, sorry. And then I have, he sent me the files and I've listened to it and reacted to them. This time I am recording first and then I'm sending my files over so he will be able to react to and insult me for my views to his heart's content without me being able to say anything back. So, um, let's get this started. Um, I do need to apologise for silence in the podcasts. Uh, I, it's, it's me. It's all me. It's me, it's not you. It's, um, I've, with uni and I've had several assignments on recently and other personal stuff. So it's just, I've been struggling to, to sort of get my ducks in a row, so to speak, and to edit it. Um, there's a lot to talk about, so I'm not really going to try and do an intro bit. Um, I'm just going to jump straight into things. This is a life drinking podcast. Right, NXT TakeOver War Games. So we start with Matt Riddle versus Finn Balor. Now, this looks to be a decent match. I think Balor will help Riddle raise his game. And this is this is sort of where you're looking at, at levels here. Like Finn Balor, for me, is main event level talent. He was the man in NXT. I don't know if anyone else has been the man quite like Finn Balor was. And when you look at the names that have come through NXT, that's that's quite a high bar to raise um, Finn Balor coming down this is his first match back in NXT proper so he he has to walk away with a win for this one for me um, a, a loss won't hurt Riddle that much not against Finn Balor and if they can put on a good match which I think they will then it will elevate both men so Finn Balor for the win here moving on to the number one contenders match for the NXT title we have Pete Dunn versus Killian Dane versus Damian Priest um I was really impressed a couple of weeks ago with Dunn and Priest's matches they were really good I'm really impressed with Priest I think he's got a great original look um he's got a great move set as well he seems quite intelligent in the ring and people people have listened to this podcast before know my love for Pete Dunn he is one of my favorite wrestlers going right now the issue here comes with Killian Dane. I haven't been impressed with him. I think he's flat to deceive to a certain extent. They've given him a push and he's got a, a decent look about him and he's got this. But I just in the matches, he hasn't really done anything for me so far. So, again, a triple threat format, which we're going to see a lot on this podcast. Uh, I would go for Dunn to win it and take it home. Um, I, I think for me, Priest is still, he's still new. And while I think he's very good... I don't think you just want to hotshot him straight to the NXT main event. Dane still needs a lot of improvement for moving up. I think he could. He can be good enough to move up, but he's not quite there yet. So Dunn is the man. It's his time to go challenge for title. Brilliant. Um, moving on to War Games. Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, uh, Tegan Knox, and Mia Yim versus Shayna Baszley, Iro Shirai, uh, Bianca Belair and Kaylee Ray. So in here you've got 
on the heels team, you've got the women's uh, NXT women's champion. We've got the NXT UK women's champion, and then on the other side, you've got the beasts that are Ripley and uh, Yim, and also uh, the technical wrestlers that are Candice LeRae and uh, Tegan Knox. This match in itself shows just how packed full of talent the NXT women's division is for me. Watching NXT, and I don't want to go too much into an NXT versus AEW thing. But one of the things that have really, really been striking for me is just how poor the AEW women's division is. Coming from a subset of fans that are supposed to be pushing inequality and the idea that the AEW women's division is supposed to be on par with the men's division. And it, it it's it's been left... I, I've been left wanting. I haven't seen the match. It's made me go, oh, it's really good. There's no, there's no wrestlers on there that have got me going oh no I need to see her next I think if you look at the best women's wrestlers in the world they're all in, in WWE as a company and a lot of them are in NXT and I, I granted I say that with not watching Impact or uh, New Japan or Ring of Honor or any of those although you know places like Ring of Honor have got their own issues so um, what we've got here is a storyline with Dakota Kai being upset she was overlooked for the team for me, I think she'll return and she'll cost the faces here. So I would say she, Baszler, Shirai, Belair and Kaylee Ray getting the win here. It, it just is, it, what we do know is it's going to be a great match. Um, and nearly every woman in here is, is brilliant. I know there's some that I'm not um, a, such a fan of. Belair um, being the main one, Kaylee Ray being another. Um, I'd rather see someone like... Um, Tony Storm had to take her spot, but that's fine. Tony Storm couldn't have stepped into the the heels team like she has, and uh, Candice LeRae still hasn't really shone for me. And I think we get to see what Knox has got. I don't think Knox, if to turn around and say I'm not impressed with Knox so far, is giving her a, it's not giving her enough of a chance. So give her a chance, see what she can do. She seems all right from what we've seen so far, but we haven't seen enough for to I think make a, a informed decision. But people like Ripley and Yim are both very good. Baszler, I, I really love her. She's she's brilliant. And Shirai, again, is great in the ring. Yeah, uh, she's she's improved a lot and she's got become a lot more accurate since she was in the women's, uh, the May Young Classic. So, yeah, for me, heels to win here. Baszler, Shirai, Belair and Kaylee Ray. Finally, before we end part one and this little segment oh, Chris will talk in a minute but before I finish my part on part one uh, the War Games match with the Undisputed Era versus Tommaso Ciampa Keith Lee um, Dedrick Djokovic Djokovic and a to be announced wrestler um, rumours about the fourth man I've heard some people claim it could be Kevin Owens I know he's got a match on Survivor Series so I don't know um, for me though personally someone like Alistair Black or Antonio Cesaro are also really good shouts. I think this is a really hard one to call. I was, I, in fact, I did. I wrote down the undisputed era into the show notes. Going now, it'll be them. And I just, I was thinking about that to be decided or TVA. And I, the thing is, this is this is probably going to close the show. No matter how good the women are, I think this is the match to to close the show with a TBA. And that means it's going to have to be someone big, a big name, and they've shown within Balor they're not afraid to move people down, even though Balor asked for that. I I can see other wrestlers asking to be moved down and perhaps being happier. 
with guys like Black and Cesaro, if, if it's Black, either Black or Cesaro, both from big names, both of them have reason to want to move back down because that's where they would shine more, far more than they are in the main roster. They're not even being used, really. So I'm going with the, the, the faces to win this one with Champa, Lee, Djokovic and Tibier. Um Just on a side note before I move on, well, before I pause to give Chris a chance to talk, how good has Tommaso Champa been so far? He has been for me the guy on wrestling. He's even he's even outshone Balor, and I meant, I referred to Balor as the man of NXT earlier, or the king of NXT. But Champa, his return, just everything about him, the entire heel character that works so well as this menacing, slightly off kilter heel. It it works just as good as a menacing off kilter face. It's the same it's the same character, it's just who he's going for. And maybe he's maybe a bit less violent, but it's it shows just what a brilliant character it is that it can you can just flip just easy like that. So um he's been so and every time you see him walk out on NXT it's it's goosebumps. So yeah, brilliant. Faces to win and moving on. Hi mate. Um, hope you're good. Heard your intro. Um, yeah, unfortunately we're not together again this week. Uh, work busy as ever. FA Cup replays. Exotic places like Osset United and Lincoln City for me this week. Hence why we're not recording together. Um, cool. So I'm just going to listen to your recordings um, in bits and then do my bit afterwards. React to it live as is. Um, so yeah, here we go. You've um, just gone through your war games. Um, I don't know too much about it, to be honest, mate. Um, I've had a quick look. I've watched this week's NXT, um, which was very good. Um, I think we're going for all the same picks as well. Um, Balor Riddle is potential to be an incredible match. Um, I really like Matt Riddle. Um, He's come along a lot. He had a... This week they put him up against Ricochet on the show, which on paper looks like a great match, but obviously we had the inevitable run-ins from different people, but one of the people that did come in towards the end is Bala. They had a bit of a spat. Um, and yeah, it should be a really good match, but I think, like you've said, I really don't see them um, making Bala lose so early on his return. Um, so I reckon we're going to get a spirited spirited defeat for Matt Riddle, and Bala will, Bala will win. Um, where it'll go from there, I don't know. Um, but yeah, definitely going to put Bala down for the win. The next one was the number one contenders match. So we've got Pete Dunne, Killian Dane and Damian Priest. Um, as you know, as I've said many times, I'm not a massive Pete Dunne fan. Just not a big fan of his style. Um, I do like Priest. I like it since he's come on. I think he's been very impressive. Um, Killian Dane's one who's raw, but got potential. Um, but I think I'm... I think I'm well, we're not actually picking the same person on this. I think I'm going to say Killian Dane. Um, might just nick it and push him in because the other thing obviously what you'll probably not know when you record is that the winner of this match will now face Adam Cole at Survivor Series for the belt so it's it's back to back nights but yeah so the winner of this will will, will make it onto Survivor Series um, oh, will Dane win? you know what now I've said that out loud I think you're probably right I think Pete Dunn will win because I think they'll push Pete Dunn onto the main card onto the main pay-per-view um, for that match on Survivor Series, so yeah, I am gonna I'm gonna go Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn will win. Pete Dunn Adam Cole's a match. You know, Pete Dunn was the longest serving champion for a long time. 
Um, so him and Adam Cole will probably be the match that we'll put through into Survivor Series. Then we've got the uh, war game matches, as in the team matches. The women's one I'm not overly troubled by, to be honest. You know, I don't see any way that Baszler, Belair, uh, and the other two win. I just don't. I don't see them sending Belair, uh, sending sorry Baszler into Survivor Series on the back of a defeat. So, however, I mean, there's a lot of talent there. Obviously, Ripley, this week on the show, Ripley went one-on-one with uh, Becky Lynch and did really well before the run-ins um, and looked look the part, to be honest. Um, so she's got a big future, but I just don't see them sending Baszler in to survive a series on the back of a defeat, even though it's a team defeat. So I'm also going to say that Baszler's team will win. And then the men's side, obviously, you've got Indispute, Undisputed Era against Champa, Lee, Djakovic uh, and a TBA. Um, obviously you've said it could be Kevin Owens it could be Cesaro he still didn't tell you who it was going to be on NXT this week um, I've been trying to think who else it could be I think Johnny Gargano's injured unless he's somewhere near fit he could be the person to make that return or the other person who he surprised me really because he's a big character and I think he's got a big future but he's been nowhere near any of the Survivor Series stuff and that is uh, the dream Velveteen so I'm going to say that the last person's going to be Velveteen Dream and that team will win. Um, I do think Undisputed Era will lose here. Um, but then I think we'll get a bit of uh, retribution on the main show on Sunday night. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to say that uh, Champa's team wins this and that should wrap up War Games. I'm, I think it's almost guaranteed that at the end of this show we're going to have some kind of WWE main roster running to build up. So with there being Adam Cole in there, with them being the Undisputed Era, I think we're probably going to see, I don't know, would they put somebody, no, I suppose they're not, he's not actually fighting him, but it'd be incredible for them just to push in somebody like Brock. Or just somebody completely off the wall just to make an appearance and just decimate somebody at the end of the show to leave it. Because that's what they want, they want hits for people to buy it the next day. So I, I do think that at the end of the show, you're going to see a big name appear on this card from the main roster um, to make an impact. Um, and somebody like Brock or Rollins w- would do that. But obviously, Rollins did it this week on NXT um, and went toe-to-toe with Champa. So I don't know, we'll see. But yeah, I think it'll end on a, on a, a big event. Um, but yeah, that's War Games. Yeah, listening to your Life Tinkies. Podcast. So, part two, Hell in a Cell. Um, the way me and Chris are going to do this is I'm, we're going to talk about the first three matches. So, I'll talk about the first three matches, then Chris will take over. Um, so, it'll be three, three, two. So, you'll hear us relaying in that sort of order. Um, first match we're going to talk about is AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus Roderick Strong. These are two of the best workers in WWE and Shinsuke Nakamura. Like that's harsh, but it's it's fair from what we've seen from him with um in in WWE. It's Roderick Strong is this this is the sort of strong and stable of wrestling. He you can always put rely on him to put on a solid match. He's not really that exciting. He's benefited massively from being a part of the undisputed era. Um, AJ Styles is he's almost at this stage similar. Uh, he's always going to put on a good match, good to great match. Um, he tends to be not flashy, and you, you, he, he can get a little bit formulaic 
when he's not being pushed against someone. You, you take his match against Brock Lesnar, some someone he's forced to to sort of rip up the rule book, his match rule book somewhat, and do something a bit different. So, and Nakamura, I think. While I don't tend to like triple threat formats, it formats again. We've already had one. I've got several to talk about. Um, I think he will benefit from this a bit, maybe, and he can come in, do a spot, and then move out, or put a couple of spots and then move out. And he's not. Um, so yeah, uh, I would. I'm going to go for AJ Styles to get the win here. Maybe with the club interfering. I don't know. It's, it's it's a hard one to call it because with, with the NXT guys coming in it sort of throws everything in while you've seen NXT as being a lesser brand and I, I might elaborate about this later on when we talk about the uh, the, the Survivor Series 555 matches but it's, it's hard because NXT is supposed to be a, a pretty good brand but now they're pushing it so they're going to want to give some guys some wins but they don't want to make the main roster look too weak so but for me it's AJ Styles here so moving on to Viking Raiders versus the New Day versus the Undisputed Era. These are three very good teams. The New Day have been one of the best teams around. We know that WWE wants to push them as one of the best teams of all time, which is great. And the Viking Raiders, while they, I don't know, I, I don't was one of them injured for a bit. Is that why they weren't on? But they've been on a tear since they've come back. Am I right there? They've been winning matches and then. They recently defeated someone, possibly a revival for Raw titles. I, I'm trying to... And Undisputed Era are, of course, Undisputed Era. This will be uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, who... <laughs> well, Alan Cole gets all the um, all the congratulations. He's, he's very good, and he is top, and he's shown that in recent weeks of matches against Seth Rollins and Daniel Bryan on Raw and SmackDown. But Kyle O'Reilly is... A, a brilliant sleeper in that stable and he uh, at the time when it's ready for him he will burst forth and be a brilliant star I think he's really got the makings of it I this this again is a really hard one to call all three of these teams you've got you could you could make a great argument for them winning Viking Riders are in the middle of a push and this would see them but then the thing is there's no in a match like this there's no shame in losing it's like a champion versus champion generally unless one of the champions is is being booked weaker or something unless you know it's not unless it's a, a heel Seth Rollins run then there's not really any shame in in losing to these guys um, for me Viking Raiders are up they're being pushed at the moment the new they are getting towards being they are the old school of the tag team division aren't they they are the, the veterans so to speak whereas Undisputed Era dominating and rightly dominating NXT uh, for me I'm going to go for a new day on this one but it's at this stage it's almost like just picking a, a name out of a hat and last before I give Chris a chance to speak again women's title uh, triple threat Becky Lynch versus Bailey versus Shayna Baszler and this is this is the treat we get because for me, Shayna Baszler is the most interesting, exciting woman in wrestling right now. Becky Lynch is right behind her. Bailey is up there in the top tier. So these are three brilliant women's wrestlers. And what's quite interesting is we had some comments from Jim Cornette the other day saying that you don't women will not draw as much as men. And this was in, is on Twitter in relation to a comment from someone who said he was talking about AEW, and I'm, I'm bringing up AEW in relation to women again. But this is mainly to, to 
talk about Jim Cornette, not AEW, but the guy mentioned he was disappointed with AEW for the way they pushed the women's division. They weren't pushing them as equals to the men's. And yet they promised that they were. And so Jim Cornette then, in a, in a rare moment of defending AEW, he came up and he said, no women's division is ever going to pull, is, is ever going to be as big as the men's. So you don't have enough stars in that division. You're just not going to make the same amount of money. It's never going to happen. Um, someone then asked him, well, what do you do when you get a star like Becky Lynch? And he says, you build around her, you don't build around the division. And I, 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 I get the point he's trying to make, especially when you look at when he was most active, when he was highest in, in wrestling, the the women's divisions at that time were almost a joke. You had a few, but they were drowned out. And then for so many years, we saw um, real women's wrestlers like Mickey James and uh, Victoria being drowned out by all the models that came through, the, the people that Vince wanted to be the next Tristratus when Tristratus was that one in a million chance of a model who actually came in and had a real affinity and natural talent for wrestling. Um, but now what we're seeing is we're seeing more and more brilliant women, and to be perfectly honest with you, and I said this in a WrestleMania preview show, I'm more excited about the women's division than I am the men's. This doesn't count for NXT. NXT if anything, I'm slightly more excited for the men's, even though I'm talking about all the talent they've got and the but the the men's the men's wrestlers down there are just insane. No matter how much I love Shayna Baszler and think she's brilliant, got Tommaso Ciampa and Finn Balor just all pip for me. But they are very close, and I believe, and the way I try and always do the the show notes is that they are equal. And I think that's the way you've got to push these things. You've got to. It, we we are in we're in a storyline world where we make it if you push it as equal, chances are people are going to see it as equal, and that's the first step to to doing it. And you've got you've got V stars, you've got all the brilliant women in NXT, you've got a lot of very good women on the WWE roster. Although I think the mixed five 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 tag matches show the the lack of depth. It's still there in the women's division, but there's more and more coming through every year. So if, if it's like anything, if you keep pushing it, it will keep improving, and at some point it will be on par with the men's division. And to be honest, I think the women's division is probably doing well from a lack of interest from Vince in WWE that he's not really. And granted, you know he's messed around with Bailey and her whole first title run was an absolute cluster. It could have been that brilliant WrestleMania moment, and they were premature on the pay-per-view before it and it was just the whole thing was a mess and I get that but since then sort of they've let Becky Lynch run with a ball a bit and she became and then this one was self-defeating especially when you're on the main roster because she Becky Lynch was hot she was really hot when she was in control of it and then they, they lost they struggled to keep the momentum up towards Wrestlemania as they made bad decisions and um, I had a point and now I'm arguing against my point so anyway Who's going to win this? Well, we've got one for SmackDown, one for Raw. Shayna Baszler has to get the win here. And I, sh- Before you'd be talking about, and I was about to say it, you'd be talking about she's got to be ready to move to the main roster. But then now they're trying to push NXT. You think, well, maybe she's going to stay. Um, why not? It's, it's For her personally, she probably knows that she's probably seen the, the mismanagement of women on the main roster and everyone even Becky Lynch has been mismanaged it's just that the character is so good that she's managed to keep herself up there Baser, Baser for the win for me 
So, Survivor Series, um, one of the four big pay-per-views of the year. It used to be brilliant. I used to really enjoy Survivor Series. The last few years, it's kind of lost its way a little bit, I think. But let's see what this year brings. I mean, I don't know why you did this, but for some for some reason, you opened this part talking about it being called Hell in a Cell. So, <laughs> um, you've either had a drink very early in the day, or, or you've got mistaken, it's not Hell in a Cell. Um, Nakamura, strong. AJ Styles. Technically, probably three of the top ten wrestlers there is out there for work rate and just technical ability. Um, Roderick Strong has been a slow burner for me on NXT. Um, He's lost a few title matches. He's he's slowly made his way up there, but I really like him. I think he's decent. I don't think he'll have enough here. I think they'll give it to AJ Styles. Similar reasons to what you had. He is the big dog in this match. Um, Nakamura has kind of had a bit of a a regeneration of his character because he was going nowhere. I thought they might even drop him at one point. But the point with Sami Zayn, who's trying to create his own stable, he's got Cesaro in there, so there's every chance those two are going to get involved. I don't think Undisputed Era will get involved because they're later on in the night. So I think it, there's a chance that they could come out to help Nakamura. But I do think AJ will have too much. Probably, like you said, there will be a bit of the OC. Maybe the OC chase off Zayn and Cesaro and AJ Styles picks up the win. Um, but yeah, I do think AJ will win this one and get it off, get the night off to a winning start for Raw. The next uh, match he spoke about was the Viking Raiders versus the New Day versus Undisputed Era. Uh, you mentioned, obviously, about the New Day becoming champions. They did beat the Revival, you're right. Um, it's Kofi and Big E now because Xavier Woods is out for, I think, about nine months. He did his knee injury, knee in, so he's going to be off for a long time, um, which I suppose Kofi never got a rematch for his world title. He kind of lost his world title in about five seconds and then it's never been spoken about since, but they've gave him the tag team titles. This will keep him busy. Um, Again, unfortunately, um, I don't think these guys will win. Um, Viking Raiders will be good. They'll do things you wouldn't expect big guys to do in the match. Undisputed here are technically very good. Um, But they did beat the Revival on NXT, uh, NXT show this week. So they've kind of gave them their win to keep their stock kind of high to show the kind of grade they're in. I think that's so. New Day can win this and you'll probably see um, Kofi hit his finisher um, on one of the big lads and pick up the win here. So it'll be a Raw 1, SmackDown 1 after the first two uh, with NXT looking to pick up a win. The third match, um, although you didn't really speak about it because you got in your soapbox for about half an hour spoke about women's wrestling. Um which I completely disagree. I don't think they'll ever be on par with the men's. I don't think there'll ever there'll never be a point where they will be seen as being on par. You'll get some pay-per-views, you'll get some matches that are up there and on par, but there will never be a level playing field that both men's and women's brands will will fight week in, week out for the main spots. Um, I just don't see it, and it's not a sexist thing. It's just a generally don't, just because of ability um, and the way things are marketed and that, I just don't see that happening. I think where they've got to now is incredible. And the women's division is so much better than it ever has been. Um, I mean, you've got people like Charlotte Flair and that are incredible. Um, but I just don't ever see them getting to a level playing field. 
So Baszler, Lynch and Bailey. There have been a lot of crossovers over the last few weeks. Of mainly Baszler coming in and kicking ass, to be honest. Uh, Becky Lynch opened NXT this week. Um, so she was there. There was no sign of Bailey. Who wins? Oh, I can't believe I'm going to say this again, but I think you're right. I think Baszler wins. Um, but she'll not win by beating Lynch. They'll not weaken Lynch. So she'll win by probably tapping out Bailey. Yeah, she will win by tapping out Bailey. Maybe Lynch gets distracted. I mean, one of the I said it before. It's one of the four big pay per views of the year. Would a Ronda Rousey in the audience, in the crowd, up on the screen, not a running, not to get involved, but something that might distract Lynch, um, and then Bailey picks up the win over Bailey. I don't know. So maybe that's something that could happen. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I will, I will go Baszler. So yeah, I've gone AJ Styles, New Day and Baszler, which is the same as you. And it means that after so those first three matches that we've listed, obviously this this won't be the on the night, the um, the running order, but we have uh, one win for each of them. So the men's NXT title. Now this is a really interesting one. And I think it's only recently just been announced last day or two is whoever wins that number one contenders match on war games the next night will challenge adam cole baby for the men's nxt title this could be a really interesting one now for me it's going to be pete dunn um that's the argument i'm gonna <laughs> take here as, as, as if it's a pete the versus adam cole match i'm sure chris will argue whoever he has decided because i can guarantee it won't be pete dunn <laughs> he's not he's not a fan we know that so we'll move on um but any of these guys will put up a decent match against Adam Cole. Even I insulted Killian Dane and said it wasn't that good. Adam Cole is that level to, to bring someone up. He's, he's that intelligent in the ring. Uh, so in that Matt Riddle hasn't quite got... So Matt, that's why Matt Riddle wouldn't have been able to get as great a match out of Killian Dane. don't know. But... So a match like this, being able to be on the main card. We know Pete Dunne. Triple H is a big, big fan of Pete Dunne's. And I think he's the man to give that push and give that spotlight to. And from the two of them, we'll get a really good, really technical match that, to be honest, could put the other two world title matches to shame. This could be the best match on the card, if they let it. If Vince doesn't get involved, if Vince doesn't mess with it, if they let them do what they, they should go out there and do, if, they make, if it's the NXT uh, producers producing it, then we could have gold and it could be the, the stealer. Um, for me, I think Adam Cole will still win it. Even if it's Pete Dunne, and I know I said he's the man, I know I said he's it's time, but it's his time to move up and grab a little bit of that top spotlight. It's not quite his time. I don't think it's time for Adam Cole to let go of that title. And I don't think Pete Dunne necessarily needs it after the monster run he got with the NXT UK title. That's just my view, but no, Adam Cole for win here. Yeah, Chris Chris might turn around and go Killian Dane, Killian Dane for the whim. I don't know. I don't know with him. He likes his big. He likes his men big. WWE title: Rey Mysterio versus Brock Lesnar. I'm not entirely sure what the idea of this match is. It's it's either going to be brilliant or it's going to be awful. There's no in between. <laughs> um, with with Brock Lesnar and small guys, you've seen him pull out some of the best matches he's done, but you've also seen him pull out some of the laziest matches he's done. I say this every time we talk about Brock, it depends what mood he's in. 
with someone like Rey Mysterio, he should be motivated, and Mysterio is, is good enough to really bring out a good match in Brock Lesnar and do something a bit interesting, a bit more interesting, something that Brian and Styles, for example, wouldn't have been able to do. He'll be that little bit more with it. So, yeah. I'm going to go Brock Lesnar for a win here, however, because I can't see them in a million Sundays giving the title to Rey Mysterio pin Brock Lesnar. Um, it, it's very, very, very possible that they'll do... Because Cain Velasquez signed a multi-year deal, I believe, or at least a multi-match deal. So it's very possible that Cain Velasquez will come back and get involved in some way, set up another match between him and Brock, but I can't see them giving Rey we're not at this stage in his career, not taking it from Brock. It's it just wouldn't make sense for me. They've never in his runs before they never booked him as a proper world champion. So why would they give him the belt now? It just doesn't make sense. Brock Lesnar for a win. Finally, before we let Chris in again, Universal title. Daniel Bryan versus the Fiend. Uh for me <laughs> this this is another. This and the NXT title are the match of the night candidates. Daniel Bryan, brilliant in the ring. I'm not entirely sure. I, I've watched a few SmackDown and Raws recently against my better judgment, um, mainly because I'm interested at in the NXT that guy's getting involved. The match, Bryan and Cole, was a brilliant match. I loved every second of that match. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, this, again, it, it depends. If they if if they let them go out and have a match, they will go out and have a have a great match, at least a great match. But if they try and do, and this is the, always the fear with when Vince brings in guys like the Fiends, um, and he had a te- he's had a tendency to do Kane over the years as well. If he tries to get it all gimmicky to try to protect one of the other, it will, it, as, as it did at Hell in a Cell, it will just be a mess. So for me. I'm going for Fiend to win it because I think you just destroy his character. He's going to have to have a long run with it because otherwise you're going to ruin the character if he doesn't. And he's he's coloured the belt blue and he's done the. I honestly, when I I saw <laughs> when I saw them talking about the Fiend or Bray Wyatt um, revealing the new um, WWE title, I really hoped they would go for a custom belt for him and something dark and and a bit off off kilter. I was a bit disappointed when they just turned it blue. Which, of course, is the answer to everyone's questions of what are they going to do if the title swap over? Well, they will just rename it the SmackDown Universe title and change colours over. So there you go. If a tag team if a tag team champions ever are swapped brands, then they will just swap belts. Simple. Simple and so very, very boring and that's the issue isn't it when they when they brought out the universal title and the opposite tag titles and the opposite women's titles it's just so boring and just so naff but the titles don't have any individuality they don't have you may as well have uh, the the title histories being the same on the same run because they're, they're the same titles they've got no nothing to them and what what is wrestling if the titles aren't worth anything? Well, it's it's not. You would it shows up for the ridiculousness that it is. And when you boil anything down, it's ridiculous. What's football? It's men running around a, a bag of air trying to hit it into some nets. This is men fighting over a, a a piece of leather that has no real significance. And I'm getting very 
moody and blah, 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 but it's it's true. Anyway, <laughs> it's funny that I'm getting moody on a match that I'm actually quite excited to see. Sort of half excited, half apprehensive that Vince will get involved. But I'm going with a theme for to win this one, and I will end it before I get too miserable and make our last two viewers turn off. See, I'm being optimistic there. Hoping for a whole of two viewers, not viewers, listeners, viewers, or on YouTube as well. So, um, yeah, the fiend. I'm going to stop rambling, and I will let Chris speak. I feel like I should ask if you're all right. The way you just kept rambling on at the end, <laughs> I feel like you lost your train, your chain of thought. Anyway, let's get back to the, the wrestling. Um, men's NXT title. Um, he likes his men big. Is what you said. Um, okay. Uh, I like big wrestlers to hold big titles rather than having people like Rey Mysterio beat people like The Big Show. Um, I think that's just common sense. Um, but as you will have already heard, I too went for Pete Dunne. Not because I think he's an incredible wrestler, but I just think that WWE will think he's a bigger draw for the main pay-per-view given the UK interest. Um, I don't see anything other than an Adam Cole win. Uh, I'm sure Dunn will do his finger tricks again and, oh, look, I can bend your finger back and all this, but in the end, um, Adam Cole's going to be too strong for him and Adam Cole will pick up the win. Then we've got Brock v. Ray, um, the aforementioned big versus little. The only thing I'm worried about here is that this week, Paul Heyman made it a no-holds-barred match, which, when they do that, it means you're going to get some interference. Now, is it going to be Cain Velasquez, who we've not seen since um, Saudi? Or will it be Dominic, who would come back with a chair or something to make his a bit of revenge over what Brock did? I don't know, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, I think there'll be some kind of interference here. Will it be enough to beat Brock? Will they take the title off Brock already? I don't think they will. I really hope they don't. I genuinely don't want to see a Rey Mysterio title reign. Um, 74 year old Rey Mysterio um, who needs help putting his mask on holding the tile no thank you so I'm sure we're going to see a bit of Cain Velasquez at some point um, hopefully Brock's got enough this is the end of this field and then we're going to see what they're going to do with Brock on Smackdown but yeah I'm, uh, I'm going to go for Brock as well and then the final match you mentioned was The Fiend versus Daniel Bryan and The Fiend's been pretty quiet since Rollins um, a couple of attacks on Bryan um a couple of shows he's not been on, which is good, because you know they're trying to build a bit of mystique around him and not having him shoved in everybody's face week in, week out. I, or I also don't see how you can have him lose the title here. Um, it would make no sense, to be honest. I don't even know why he's fighting Daniel Bryan. I don't know what the, why he's attacked him in the first place. It's not really explained it. Maybe it will this week. Obviously, we're recording before this week's SmackDown. Um, but yeah, I think The Fiend will win. Um, and then obviously, I've just been listening to you talk about titles and how they're boring but what can you do you've got two separate shows so you need two separate lines of titles you need a men's champion a women's champion a secondary men's champion tag team champions without giving them fad enough names there's not much you can do um, and I know they've, they've obviously made his belt blow because on Smackdown but again what what else can you do you know is Survivor Series has always been red v blue now it's red v blue v yellow but I, sometimes I just don't think there's, you just can't do anything about that but yeah that's what I would say so we get to the Survivor Series matches. Now I'm sure one of these will start the show. I think they'll go with a, go big and go with one of these, probably the women's match. 
Um, so I'm going to talk about the women's match first. This is Team Raw. Um, Charlotte Flair versus Natalia versus Oscar versus Carrie Sane and Sarah Logan versus Team Smackdown, which is Shasha Banks, Carmella, um, uh, what's her name? Nikki Brook. Nikki Brooks? Crook? Someone? Um, Lacey Evans and Nikki Cross. Uh, also against Team NXT, which is 2B announced which is an odd one um i i'm not entirely sure if it's to do with the um the women's match in um it can't be because Baszler's already on the card so i don't know why they haven't announced it yet or what's going on if they don't want to muddy the waters in regards to the war games match or if i've missed something somewhere along the line of who's meant to be in it because the men's nxt team is to be announced as well so uh, we have <laughs> the problem is now this makes it almost impossible to call because you don't know who's going to be in it for any NXT team and I'm looking to try and get a hint on my phone from the Wikipedia page of what's going on and it's not loading in fact it's not doing anything so um, that's not helping me Flair Oscar saying this is what I need this is what I talk I started talking about this earlier is when you sort of see um, Flair, Oscar and Zane are three of the top women on the brand. Natalia is always pushed like she is relevant even if she's not a top member but she's always used. She always has a place. Um, Sarah Logan seems to have come out of nowhere. I, I, I don't remember seeing her coming back. She's sort of just been plucked. Oh we need another woman. Uh, point at her. her. That one there. And there you go. Sarah Logan's on the team and it's if you look across um, on the SmackDown side, Sasha Banks, again, being pushed as a top woman. Carmella is always around. Um, Brooke, again, is one that sort of seems to be not not as prominent as Carmella because Carmella has managed to get the, the gig of our truth and the dancing and the, the 24-7 title silliness. But um, Brooke has always been in the background in segments and she's a body and then uh, Lacey Evans oh, we all know what everyone thinks of her and Nikki Cross I, has, has she split up with um, what's her name uh, Alexa Bliss because that seems to be an odd another odd one where she's on it and Bliss isn't I know she had the match with Sasha Banks not with Sasha Banks with Bailey. the few the, the word war of words with Sasha Banks on Twitter I believe it was where they, um, where they set up the match and she got herself on the team. I would say, looking at those lineups, I I'd want to go for Team NXT. To be fair, I'm going to go for Team NXT. I don't know who's on it, but who have you got? So Baszler's already already wrestling tonight. So I'm going to go up and look at the women's War Games matches. So what well, you need five women from that. So what you're looking at: Rhea Ripley, Mia Yim, Shirai. So that's three. Bel Air would be another good shout. Maybe someone like Tony Storm. Is that I mean, what you've got there? Is a team, a solid team of five very good women's wrestlers. Um, Lorraine Knox as backups. Um, Kaylee Ray as a backup. Even um, Dakota Kai as a backup. They're still decent women's wrestlers. So I am. I'm. I'm going to say, the women's NXT girls are going to win. Uh, then we move on to the men's Vogue Series match Team Raw 
Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton and Ricochet versus Team Smackdown, Roman Reigns, Ali, Braun Strowman, Baron Corbin and Shorty G versus Team NXT to be announced, which is not useful in the slightest. So, who is going to win this one? Again, this one I go, oh, I don't know. I am going to turn around and say I'm going to go for Team SmackDown. Simply because they have Reigns and Strowman, and Reigns and Strowman are almost unbeatable. There'll be some issue with Corbin and oh, Shorty G. Um, and Ali, who, for me, I've, I'm a big fan of, he will he'll probably get knocked out. So I think you'll see Reigns and Strowman stood tall at the end. Um, for me, Rollins is uh, McIntyre seems to be the guy that they they pimp out to the, the whoever they're pushing for the to the main event. He's that he's sort of landed in that gateway position. Which, to be fair, moving on from the days of free MB is improvement for him. Um, yeah, it's Owens. I still think Owen, Owens is, is a good chance Owens will both go back down to NXT. Maybe this this will be him saying he's going back to... Maybe he'll turn on his team and try and help Team NXT. I don't know. Um, but again, if we go look at the uh, NXT... Look at the NXT card. Look who there would you put... Would you, who would you put on it? Finn Balor, one. Uh, another one, Damian Priest could be another shout if he doesn't win the number one contenders match. If not, Pete Dunne is a good product choice. And then um, you you can't use any of Undisputed because they've all got matches. That's fine. Tommaso Ciampa. You've got Lee. Um, Keith Lee was up there. There's Matt Riddle being involved as well. So that's another good name. Or you can even use that other to be announced. Or what if they go and announce Ke- um, Kevin Owens for the War Games match and say he's now on NXT, which means that you then get it to be announced for, and he, he then goes to Team NXT on the Men's Fire Series match. You've now got it to be announced on Team Raw, which can add a bit of intrigue. I don't know. I'm just spitballing ideas on it because, to be honest, I don't really have much to say about either of these. You saw me ramble a bit on the women's. I'm now starting to ramble a bit on the men's. Um, so I'm going to leave it here. My pick was for women's for Team NXT. The men's, I'm going for Team SmackDown. Um, if we look at what that leaves us with, so one apiece from the first three matches. Um, so that, that to me, that's two wins for NXT, two wins for SmackDown, and one win for Raw. That That is a sensible spread for me. Um, yeah, I'll go with that. I'm happy with that. Um, I'm going to let Chris say his last bit, and then you'll hear me for the outro. So now we're left with the Survivor Series matches. Um, it's going to be a bit crowded. 15 wrestlers out there, three in the ring at a time. Um, like you've said, we don't know who the NXT teams are going to be, but we can do educated guesses or who we hope there will be. Um, on the women's match, I see you've gone for the unnamed NXT <laughs> team to win. Um, I disagree. I don't think they will. I think you've got some big big main roster players there um, from both Raw and Smackdown and I she's in probably the weakest team Charlotte Flair but she's also the biggest name Um, so I'm going to stick my neck out and say that Raw will win this due to Charlotte Flair Um, yeah Raw will win this due to Charlotte Flair NXT because we don't know who's going to be there 
people like Candice, I, I can't have her winning, winning matches at <laughs> Survivor Series. Um, so yeah, I'm going to say it's going to be messy. I don't think it'll be particularly long the women's match. I think you're right, it might. I don't think it's a strong enough match to open the show. I know you think it will, but I don't. I just don't see it at all. So I'm going to say the Raw women's team win this match. And then you've got the men's match, which again, we don't know the NXT team. We do know the men's. Um, some some big names in there. Um, Seth Rollins. You know what? I think you're probably right. I'm going to say Team NXT win this. Just because I think if you put a team together of Balor, Riddle, Champa, Keith Lee, fifth member, if it's if the dream could be the dream, could also be something like Walter. We haven't seen we've seen Walter do a couple of run-ins in America and over here. Was it just over here? It might have just been over here. That'd be a, a, a good name to get in there. Walter, big name. Um, I'd love to see it to be honest. So yeah, I think NXT is going to win it. I think Raw, the team of Raw, will there'll be a lot of infighting. There's been a lot of stuff between Orton and Ricochet the last couple of weeks. I could see Randy Orton hitting an RKO on Ricochet. Um, and then where's Seth going to go after this? Could you see a Seth Drew McIntyre feud start also, which will completely, completely take that team out of it. Then you've got SmackDown. Reigns very rarely loses, I know, at pay-per-views. And you've got Braun Strowman in there. I don't know, I just think maybe looking at who we've picked to win elsewhere, NXT will probably need a win at this point, so I'm going to say Team NXT win it. Before we did this podcast, I was looking forward to this pay-per-view and just going through the matches, I don't know, I feel like it's a bit of a a bit of a damp squib. I feel, I feel like the one match that could have been class would have been Adam Cole, Brock Lesnar, The Fiend. The three champions. I'm not sure why they haven't done that. I really don't know. Uh, but that could have been something big. Um, instead, we've got some all right matches. Looking back at all we've picked, you know, I mean, Nakamura, strong styles, technically should be a great match. You've got the tag teams. The women's match, yeah, Baszler, Lynch, Bay, that could be good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just going to be a. It's going to be very strange. I mean, like the Fiend Bryant, it's not. It's not a Survivor Series match, you know. It's a pay-per-view match for Hell in a Cell or somewhere like that. It's not a Survivor Series match. Now there's Brock v. Ray, um, which is disappointing, to be honest. But I'll watch it, and you never know. It could be decent. It's good to see NXT. It's been really good to see some of their stars get airtime. And again, some of the big wrestlers like NXT show this week was great. There's some really good matches on there. And although it's been carnage, most shows have ended in carnage with just mass run-ins and pile-ups. It is different. It is good. Um, I wonder thinking now will Triple H get involved in any way you know him and Rollins have been tetchy with each other maybe that's what happens maybe because I'm guessing Triple H is going to be ringside um, yeah that'd be good wouldn't it Rollins Triple H at Wrestlemania or, or not in Wrestlemania maybe Royal Rumble or something like that one of the next big ones that come up um, so yeah there's a lot of stuff up in the air that could happen um, but I just hope it's a good card um, I think we've picked very similar very similar picks all the way throughout. Um, I'll let you add them up because <laughs> um, I can't remember. But uh, cool. And hopefully when we do the results show, we'll uh, be on live together. Um, thanks a lot, mate. Keep well. Cheers.
Right, so everybody, thanks for listening. Um, you can find me personally at Brazier25 on Twitter and Instagram. I've also started a new football manager Twitter account, which will be based around whichever manager I'm managing at the moment. I'm currently doing a Chelsea Way save, um, so you can. It will be called Frank Lampard, but it'll be at Brazier FM. You can also find the Life Junkies on Twitter, v underscore Life Junkies, and on Facebook, the Life Junkies Twenty Five. If you pop over to thelifejunkies25.wordpress.com, you'll find all our written articles, videos, podcasts will all go up there. Um, and what you'll find at the moment is a lot of new FM content coming out. I say new. You have um, some old series from me and Chris, which are migrating across to the new site. They will be coming out, rotating on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So right now you'll have the start of my Cambridge save from FM 18, my England save from FM 19, Chris's Nautico save, although don't get... He started off with someone else and the whole thing went to pot, so don't be confused that the first vlog isn't an autoco save. I've already had tweets about that. And um, then his um, Bly Spartans from FM18. And you'll also find up there the first episode of Chris's new um, series, which is the Black Crow Corporation, episode one, the beginning. That is on our YouTube channel. That is also to download. You should have heard it. If you're listening to this podcast, if you're subscribed to us, you would have got it along with our announcement about the FN content where we talk a bit more and I talk about my Chelsea save. Um, <laughs> so go check that out. That will be, if you're watching us on YouTube, that will be in one of the squares, the Black Crow Corporation. Boom, go check that out. You will see coming up from me, there'll be the Chelsea way blogs i'll do an intro talk about the chelsea and what i'm trying to do with them and then i'll talk about tactics after that and then you'll get a review and a discussion on how well i did so thanks again for coming with us for this preview show hopefully next week we'll be here with a review and the week after we're planning to do a football manager podcast of me and chris talking about what we like and what we don't like for the new game so join us with those and goodbye
Misunderstood. Places in it, and now my mind's in. 